Welcome to day 340 of Shape by the Word. And guys, we find ourselves at the end of the letter, the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And it's been a journey. We've seen even from the start, it's so cool. You know, the we see the disciples receive the Spirit. We see God calling them to be His witnesses to the ends of the earth. And, and we <laughs> met this crazy guy named Saul who was trying to stop all of it from happening. And then, yeah, he graciously gets saved, becomes the biggest kind of proponent, the biggest influencer for the sake of the gospel now. And then he's been on a crazy journey. Mm -hmm. He just spent a few weeks on a ship with almost 300 people. Everyone thought they were going to die. They find themselves on some random island. And we find ourselves in the last chapter of Acts. And we will see Paul get to Rome. And so we'll read Acts 28 but before we do uh, let's take a moment and pray father we thank you so much um, as we turn to your word we, we're reminded of, of who you are and we see time and time again in your word that you are faithful um, you are good um, so often life does not go according to our plan but we know that that it goes according to what you desire and, and what you've what you've planned and so, Father, thank you that we can trust in you, we can put our hope in you, um, even when everything seems to be going the complete opposite of what, what we would want. Um, we know that, that you are faithful and you are good. So, Father, as we look here at, at the life of Paul, help us to be reminded of who you are and to cling to you um, as your people. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so they have jumped off the boat. They've used planks, other pieces of the ship. <laughs> they get on some random island. And here we go, Acts 28. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire, and they welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off, and it went to the fire, and he suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or to suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. <laughs> there was an estate nearby that belonged to Publis, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and, after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When, he had hap when, he had when this had happened, the rest of the sick of the island came and they were cured. They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with all the supplies we needed. After three months, we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the island. It was, Alex it was an Alexandrian trip and it had Alexandrian ship, and it had a figurehead of the twin goddess Castor and Pollux. We put in at, at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there, we set sail and arrived in Regium. The next day, the south wind came up. And on the following day, we reached Pedalu. There we found some brothers and sisters who invited us to spend a week with them. And so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters there had heard that we were coming. And as they traveled, and some of them traveled as far 
as the forum of Epius and the three taverns to meet us. At the sight of those people, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When he got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. Three days later, he called together the local Jewish leaders. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem, handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me, but I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. The Jews objected, so I was compelled to make an appeal to Caesar. I certainly did not intend to bring any charges against his own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and to talk to you is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied, We have not received any letters from Judea concerning you, and none of our people who have come there as reporters said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect. They arranged to meet with Paul on a certain day, and came in in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and the law of, of Moses, and from the prophets he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed among themselves and began to, to leave after Paul had made his final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth of your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. From this people's hearts, for these people's hearts have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has not been sent to the Gentiles, that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who would come to see him. He, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. What a cool ending, right? Golly, it's been an epic journey to get here and it it's still kind of crazy, but he's, he's under lock and key, he has his own house, but he's still with boldness trying to persuade people through scripture to put their faith in Christ Jesus. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, he lost a few people when he went to Isaiah, you know, they're like, mm -hmm. okay, dude, that's just too much. We're out. Um, but again, cool story. Obviously gets to the shores of Malta. Um, and it, you know, it says twice, you know, they showed him unusual kindness and they also gave him generosity and even helped them with loading their ship up when they were leaving. I mean, what a, what a kind people yet. We don't even know of really their faith. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, as it's happened before, um, people think Paul is a God and uh, snake bites him. Nothing happens. Kind of crazy. They're waiting for him to swell up and fall over dead. And, and yet he doesn't. And so, um, you know, as we've seen time and time again, throughout the book of Acts, um, we, we've seen hardships and we've seen suffering and we've seen the, the difficulty that many men and women have gone through for the sake of the gospel. Um, mm -hmm is a deep encouragement for us who at least kind of currently and where we find ourselves do have a a nice portion and a we find ourselves in, in fairly calm times yet we also know that at times following christ is incredibly difficult and incredibly costly mm. and we see that all the time through the life of paul so as we're looking kind of this last chapter of acts um what are you guys seeing what's encouraging you what's standing out 
I just love the way that it ends. I mean, you could say the book of Acts is really, you know, summed up in this statement right here. In verse 31, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. You know, up to this point, it seems like there has been a lot of things attempting to hinder the spread of the gospel or the, the spread of the early church, right? That you have persecution. We've seen persecution. We've seen Jewish leaders step in. I mean, you're seeing trials. You're seeing shipwrecks. You know, being bit by a snake. I mean, all, all these things are, are taking place. And yet the testimony time and time again is that the gospel continues to go forward without hindrance. Mm-hmm. You know, and even now, I mean, you love it. It's Paul is under house arrest. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he is in, in his own house with a guard. And you have him continuing to preach the gospel and it goes forward. So even as people are trying to hinder the gospel, even as, you know, circumstances may seem like they're... A, hindering the gospel. The, con- the gospel continues to go forward unhindered. Yeah. Um, and so you just have to love that, that kind of that last line that it ends. And the same is true today. Mm. Almost like he is bound, but the word of God is not bound. That's right. Yeah. Well, and I just keep coming back to, I mean, for, I don't know, a third of this book, Paul is an enemy of the gospel and the gospel continues. I mean, I'm just thinking of the statement of when Stephen is stoned to death and Paul is standing there approving of his death. Mm -hmm. And then this last comment is that Paul um, is proclaiming the kingdom of God and is teaching about the Lord Jesus with all boldness and without hindrance. And so like what Matt said, the gospel continues to move and God is moving it. And um, yeah, just... Man, it's so good because I think in our minds um, we see we see hardships, we see um, awful things happening, and and we think that they are hindrances to the gospel. But uh, I think it's just a reminder that God will work no matter what. He's going to be at work, and so the question is: Are we going to be? Um, so disheartened by hardships and suffering that we just don't get to be a part of that work or are we going to continue and, um, and get to, to be included in that, um, and get to see his hand at work. I think that's um, just so encouraging to see these believers go before us and, um, to see what he was able to do through them. And also, you know, We've been on this epic journey, right? Like, especially the two weeks on the boat with 300 people, and then again, this random island, and mm-hmm. stay there for a few months. And then, you know, verse 15, he finally gets to Rome, and the believers kind of hear he's coming. So they, mm-hmm. they kind of come from afar, even from the three taverns. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I like that, but I do. <laughs> and at the sight of those people, Paul thanked God, and, and he was encouraged. Yeah. And it's just like another good reminder, like, you know, Christianity. It was never intended and it never functions well when it's just solo and it's just you. Christianity is an invitation into community, into a, a body. Mm-hmm. And again, we get to see like they've been, the, the body of Christ kind of comes together here, right? And it, that's when they're encouraged. That's when they thank God for his faithfulness and, and who he is. And just a good reminder that, you know, community, I think for a lot of us is kind of like, you know, we can kind of take it or leave it. It's, it's kind of there. We usually schedule it and do it on certain nights at certain times. And But it's much more than that. It's much deeper than that. And, and so at times I think we've kind of just made it a thing we do rather than reminding ourselves, like, no, we deeply need this mm-hmm. for our encouragement 
that it happens in community as we thank God together. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a little it's a little piece, but I think an important piece. Yeah. Well, guys, we did it. That is Acts. <laughs> we will move on to Ephesians next, and then Revelation, and then the drama of Scripture will sadly come to a close. <laughs> but until then, let's pray, and we'll hear from you. We'll hear you guys. We'll be with you guys tomorrow as we start Ephesians. One, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the deep reminder that it gives us of who you are, who we are, how we are a people in community. Um, And so, Father, thank you for the community you have given us. Thank you for the encouragement that it is. And we do ask that we, like Paul, would, would be found faithful and that we would spend our days not just focus on our little kingdom, um, our own little houses and our own little but, but that we would be reminded of the great and much bigger kingdom you've invited us to be a part of and you use us to advance. Um, and so, Father, thank you for making us your own. Thank you for giving us a, a call on our life um, to be your people um, here in this city, in this place. We pray we would do it for your glory and our joy. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.